Hey, welcome to the Crosspoint Church Podcast. I'm Rob Chartrand, the lead pastor of the church. We're a church that's for the city in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and are passionate about helping people find their way back to God. Hey, if you're new, I'll have a bit to say at the end of the podcast, but in the meantime, let's listen to this Sunday's message. Gulliver finds himself cast away from the vessel and 
tell you about uh, what I mean. So there's a set of experiments that Dan O'Reilly did with some researchers on campuses where college students were attending, and this is what they did. They were trying to discover the difference between guilt and shame. So what they did was they held anonymous paid interviews. Some people were asked to admit one of two things at random to claim first group was asked how common on-campus cheating was. And the second group was asked how common campus cheaters were. Essentially, the students were asked anonymously if they had cheated or if they were cheaters. See the difference there? What happened was college students collected substantially more money, substantially more money to identify as people who cheated occasionally rather and identify as cheaters. Why? Because the shame that was used there. These results reveal the difference between committing a guilty act and the powerful emotion of shame. People may allow themselves to cheat sometimes, but not if it involves the emotion of being called a cheater and the shame that would come with it. One writer put it this way. He, he wrote this. He said, I once said something hurtful at a dinner party, and on some level I intended to be hurtful. Afterward, I felt guilty because I could see that I had hurt my friend. More painfully, though, I also felt ashamed that I was the sort of person who would behave that way. Guilt arose as a result of inflicting pain on somebody else. I felt shame in relation to myself. anything other than wrong. Shame is this emotion that can paralyze many Christians from living in the gospel transformed life that they've already been living. And you might be stuck like Bolivar in the bond of shame. You might have come to the cross of Christ and dealt with your guilt. And the shackles might be off your hands and the, and the door to your jail cell may be open, but are you still in the prison of shame? Thank you. 
unfaithfulness of certain people will not nullify the goodness and righteousness and the faithfulness of God. He continues to write in verse 9. He says, what shall we conclude then? Do we have any advantage? Not at all. For we have been made, we've already made the charge that Jews and Gentiles alike are all under the power of sin. As it is written, there is no one righteous. Not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good. Not even one. So we have this. In other words, Paul is saying, nobody is perfect. We all pale in comparison to the righteousness and faithfulness of God. We're all impossible. Falling short even to our own I think there's this common fallacy out there that when we share a faith, we need to perform. You know, but faith really begins when we come to the end of ourselves, we surrender to, and we put our trust in the only true one, Jesus. Only righteousness is Jesus. What if, what if evangelism became more about faith than it was about performing for sin? What if we put our faith in the right God? Not not ourselves or someone else. What if we put our faith in the right God? Because I think sometimes we put our faith in the wrong God. Okay, so in 2005, James McPhee uh, directed this movie that every millennial uh, comic reader was waiting for called V for Vendetta. And the Wachowski sisters adopted it and immortalized it in film uh, with Natalie Portman and Hugo Weaving at front and center. Vendetta is this classic composition where the anti-hero overthrows a corrupt regime with strength and precision. Meanwhile, the anti-hero, known as V, has a scarred figure. Uh, he uses this Guy Fawkes mask to reproduce a revolution once again. And so in one ancient scene, the anti-hero V captures several militants. He dresses them as himself and puts the mask on and the cloak and he gags them so they can't speak. And these decoys made it possible for V to escape and continue his gunpowder plot. Revolution. But not until fellow militants discover their comrades do they discover that these decoys are the wrong guy. Not V, the one they're looking for. What we see in this scene and what we can learn from Ethan and Vendetta is that we don't want to be don't want to be the imposter in our own message. We want to show people the right God. And there's only one hero in our story, one that's calling it that. The only face of the gospel revolution is Jesus himself. My, my Bible uh, professors used to say something all the time. He said, the church is perfect until you walk in the door. You can say that every day. The church is perfect until you walk in the door. Or you'd also say, you don't want to be perfect. Well, it's not. Jesus is. The beauty of the gospel is that there's only one righteous God. And by his great act of love, he saves and sanctifies those who put their faith in him. Jesus says, I am the truth, the way, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So sharing the gospel can start at the end of yourself, by beginning with Jesus. We shouldn't be ashamed of our faith when people 
person having such experiences, I think it's being ashamed of it. Not talking about it. Feeling like evangelism is just for the courageous or for the clever or even just for the clergy. Not people with anxieties like me and you. How can you deal with fear if you cannot confess it? How can you deal with fear if you can't, if we just let it silence
Well, thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope it's helped you in your spiritual journey and it's helped you draw closer to God. Let me tell you a little bit about us. Crosspoint gathers as one church on Sundays in Northeast Edmonton. And you can find out our location and more about us by visiting our website, thecrosspointchurch.ca. We also meet throughout the week throughout Edmonton in what we call home groups. These are smaller communities of learning, laughter, community, uh, transformation. We, we think that the journey of faith was never intended to be an independent exercise. It's, it's something that we do together. So please visit our website and find out how you can get connected to a home group near you. If you listen to our podcast regularly, why not make it shareable? You could like us on iTunes or share our podcast with other people. But more importantly, we hope you will get connected with other people and talk about what you've learned. Again, hey, thanks for listening. We pray you'll experience Christ's love in a very real and profound way this week.